Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles. I'm your host, Chaz. Hi everyone, my name's Ronnie. And uh, today we're going to be covering Season 3, Episode 5, or Episode 42, Reply. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think about this one, Ronnie? It was uh, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, okay. Just pretty good? Yeah, I'm just going to give it a pretty good right now. You always know how I am before these, you know. When we first get over here, we, we do three episodes in a week. So I pull up my notes, and honestly, it's a little... Um, it's a little overwhelming. I just see a bunch of words, and I'm trying to remember because they all get mixed in together. It takes me a couple minutes to really get into the episode. Here, you're just very always on point, detailed summaries for me to realize exactly what episode this okay, is. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're exactly right. I actually just watched and took notes on this five minutes before uh, you got here. So. so, what does that mean for the other two episodes that we're supposed to record today? Where I'm hopefully I've got those. In my dome. All right. In my noggin. When's the last time you watched those? Um, 30 days ago, I think. Should go well. Everyone tune into those next two episodes. But why are we talking about those? We're on this one right now. It's a reply. Let's let's talk about it. All right. So we're going to start off in the uh, interior. And before we get started, I just wanted to say Erwin looks like shit in this episode. Yeah, poor okay. Erwin. Yeah, that guy has been through it. Um, and he's not like Aaron. He can't just regen his beautiful face back to normal. He's going to be like this for a while. The one thing I will say about his really bad black eye is, don't get me wrong, it's bad, but it's not as bad as it should be because he's got those bushy eyebrows helping hide yep. it. They, they uh, was it, it was like a sponge. Yeah, it kind to, of prov- it provided yeah. a little cushioning. Right. It, you know, it's working in multiple ways. It provided a little cushioning, which is good, but then it also kind of helps cover up once it's just real raw and okay. black and bruised. Well, let's get right into it. So we're in the interior, and we've got some citizens. You know, they're just talking about, and uh, they're showing us that the gallows are being set up for the hanging of Erwin Smith. Love a good gallow. Yeah. I haven't seen some gallows in a while, so I love seeing it. Um, but yeah, they're pretty much just talking about, yeah, he's his judgment is being started right now, and more than likely, we're going to be seeing, seeing him hanging from there here in a little bit. More than likely. That's what they say anytime, you know, gallows are being uh, stood up. People go, yeah, you know, more than likely here a couple, <laughs> few minutes from now, we're definitely going to see some bodies hanging, so. He's like, go get Fred. This is going to be interesting. So get a good spot, because more than likely, this is probably going to happen. So we get to the meeting now inside, and we've got you know the nobles and King Fritz, who is still sitting there looking bored as hell, um, and then obviously Erwin being ready to be judged. So Erwin starts off telling the council that you know if the scouts are done for, that humanity loses. He asks them if Wall Rose were to, to be breached right now, the refugees would then have to flee here and... You know, they would have to take refuge all in Walsina. Here's the beginning of my hot take for this episode, and you're going to have to kind of just roll with me for a little while because we kind of actually figure a little bit more out about it as the episode goes, but this is just the flow of my notes. Okay. What is the deal with the Wizard King? He's obviously just a poster boy that they put on the throne because he will just do whatever the other guys say, but even when, you know, phrases such as Walrose being breached comes in, he just stays posted up on the throne laying his head on his hand, just staring into space. Yeah. I think he's addicted to whatever this city's version of 
heroin is. Okay, I like that take a lot. Either heroin or maybe he's not even real. Maybe it's just like a, a human doll. We we haven't seen, um, they haven't really talked about that stuff, have they? Heroin? Like dr- drugs and stuff in this in this, yeah, uh, yeah. you know that it's gotta exist. Yeah, so. alcohol is the only thing that we've heard about, and you know there's other stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, they got a whole black market selling guns and ODM gear. You don't think they've got a little black tar heroin oh, yeah. running through the streets? Or even like, well, I guess meth might be a little hard to make, but I don't know. That's a good question, actually, yeah. now that I think about it. Great take, Ronnie. Thanks. You're really on top of your shit today. One of these bumbling citizens that have just been inside the wall for the past 50 years, they're not, you know, they don't have some sort of underground drug ring. Yeah. Yeah. Don't buy it. Be on the lookout for it. So, yeah, Erwin asks, like, how that would affect the food and uh, everything. And he's basically like, yeah, if they all take refuge here, they run out of food, it's basically going to be a war between the people from Wall Rose and the people from Wall Cena. And just talking about how much of a shit show that'll actually be. But yeah, he just looks like absolute dog shit. I have this in my notes. I had to mention it again. His eye, like you said, is fucked up. You can tell he's just been tortured pretty thoroughly. Fuck him. I don't even know what to say. Whoa. He doesn't have an arm. I feel, yeah. Oh, well, his arm was lost to a titan, but I feel like if he did have an arm, he wouldn't have an arm, they, if that makes they sense. They would have done that in torturing, too. <laughs> yeah. So the king, you know, he's still just being a sleepy tool. He's just sitting there. I don't even think he's real. I'm calling it right now. He might not be a real person. But he also says that reclaiming Wall Maria is the only hope for the future. Erwin does. So he's trying to plead his case here at the beginning, but obviously it's not going to work. We we see that they've pretty much made up their mind. They've had this plan all along. Yeah. Um, it's It's part of it's to stop the scouts but i think even more of it is to put an end to just erwin himself yeah you can tell they don't like erwin because they know that he's kind of the ringleader to i mean obviously he's the ringleader Mm -hmm. but i'm saying like you know he's he's doing more than just meets the eye and they know that yeah and they they probably think he's a big threat to their plans because he is such a smart guy but then he asks, like, if they have some secret plan to over- overcome this whole ordeal. I mean, he's pretty much just trying to... He's just laying it out all out there thinking, you know, I'm pretty much fucked either way. Maybe this will work, maybe not. But they tell him that, you know, he's not there for something as simple as murder or anything like that. And this is where we go to your favorite clause, Ronnie. Okay? Yep. Clause number six. Charter number six sorry charter clause number six <laughs> charter clause <laughs> thou shall not prioritize one's own gain over longevity of humanity it's uh so that's what he's in here for okay it's, it's santa's brother who became a lawyer charter clause charter <laughs> charter clause number six is that your favorite clause ronnie yeah yeah okay. definitely i think i said that uh an episode or two ago okay that's what i thought i could charter remember. six it's got because it's mainly it just covers a whole lot of stuff that needs to be claused and yeah. chartered i like it a little bit more than than seven so i i kind of agree with you there you know three is kind of the og but then they came up with charter number six and that's really kind of taken everything yeah. to a whole nother level that i appreciate okay so they're pretty much saying, you're not here for any of that. You're here for that charter right there, buddy. Buckaroo. 
And the, I just don't like these guys at all. I feel like they've done nothing to help people. They're all a bunch of just fat pigs. Just a bunch of slime yeah. balls. You can't, I mean, no one knows a single one of their names. Yeah. Name one guy in this room. Noble number one. Yeah. I mean, Exa- what do you, That's yeah. exactly right. I wonder I wonder if that's the set. Let us know, manga readers. Do none of these people have names in the mangas either? Or was it a decision that just like, it wasn't necessary to go too deep into it, so they just kind of kept them noble people. I think that'd be interesting because yeah, we know King Fritz, and he hasn't said a word this entire yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't. King even Fritz really is obviously, but just like this one fat guy with the mustache that keep he, who seems to really be the ringleader. Because mm-hmm. I see so. it both ways. I can see it being done on purpose as just like. Yeah, these guys don't have names, but they're the ones running it. It doesn't even matter what their names are. And I could also see it being like, well, we just won't even worry about uh, introducing this into the show because ultimately it doesn't matter too much. These guys are important, but at the same time, it's like they're a collective group, mm-hmm. so you don't really need to know. But yeah, they talk about how another reason was because of Aaron. They said, we told you to give up Aaron. You concealed him. And you killed Reeves to cover it up, and that's the main reason. So, you know, that we all know from, what, an episode or two ago that they talked about blaming Reeves' death on Irwin. They set that up, but then we also know from uh, our good buddy Flagle. Yeah, Flagle. <laughs> that that's just not, that's not what happened. Wow, the quickest page turn ever. Very quick page Woo! turn. Rip the pages out of the... So, they, okay, this is where the episode gets interesting, okay? Hey, no cold brew today? I actually just finished it. Oh, you just you got finished here. the cold You made brew? fun of me so hard last time that yeah. I finished it before you got here. Right. So, way to go. I mean, I can't. Last time it took you three hours to finish it, so well, pretty yeah. impressive. I mean, I bought you. it at 12 o'clock. It's 4 o'clock right now, so. Okay. So you really got to take your time with it this go-round. Mm-hmm. And I am on one right now. <laughs> so they, okay, this is, I was about to say, this is where the episode gets real interesting for me and where I... And come to really enjoy this episode is when Pixis is in here, okay? Mm-hmm. Pixis gets some screen time. We don't normally get a lot of screen time for Pixis, and whenever he's on, my dick just goes up. Well, it's just like I was saying the other day. They always are teasing us, you know? They know what we really want with Pixis, but they never quite give us all of it. Mm-hmm. So they ask Pixis. He's there, obviously, for the Garrison Regiment. And they ask him if he's comrades with Irwin, and they say that or then Pixis says, sorry, that you think I would be aligned with this guy, this human murderer? He's not even a scout. He's just murdering people. So he, you know, we're kind of like, whoa, Pixis, what are you doing there? Wait, I, th- I thought we were bros. Yeah, come on, buddy. And then this is where we get to Chaz's QOD. Quote you of know? the day, yeah. I thought initially you were going to spell quote. So when you uh, when you walked in there with an O and a D... Wait, did you say QOD or? Yeah, a lot of times when you do uh, acronyms like that, you don't have to put T for the. So just... Yeah, did you? But okay, so you did say O. You didn't say U. I said QOD. Okay. In my head, you were just so getting ready to spell quote that I think I initially heard okay. Q U, and then you said D, and that's what Q. threw me off there. Well, if you think about it, when you say the letter Q, you're kind of saying U at the same time. You, uh, yeah. So I just want to specify. This wasn't my fault. This wasn't your fault. Okay. This was just a little bump in the road that we've taken care of. Can't wait to hear your QOD. Right. So we're at CHAZ's QOD right now. And... Wait, you... Oh, go ahead. 
And here it is, this QOD. Wow, really seemed <laughs> to really seemed to hit home with you. That all right. So Pixis says, sorry, I, I was reading other things. Right. Pixis says, in this cramped world, we humans have one. Sp- Jesus, dude. That's okay. a great sorry. quote. Yeah. I'm, let me. I'm retracing. Everyone, bear with me. Glad, I'm sorry. I'm glad to know you take this segment super seriously. I I do. This, okay, that's. I was taking it so serious that I messed up. I was focusing on the QOD. All right. Here it is, right here, from Pixis, his beautiful mouth. In this cramped world we humans have, one spark will engulf all in no time. He said crimped? Cramped. I said cramped. Did you say... I said, in this cramped world we humans have... I cannot wait to go edit this episode. Yeah, because I didn't say it, buddy. (laughs) Did you say cramped? I said, in this cramped world we humans have, (laughs) one spark will engulf all in no time. Let me just say, I'm not even picking on you because I feel... I feel just as uh, questioning about myself than I am you. I already messed up with the QUD. You might have said cramped, and I just heard crimped, but 90% of me thinks that you said crimped, and I cannot wait to get there. Well, if I said crimped, then I don't even know what that word means, but (laughs) Which is why I had to question. (laughs) Okay, but I love that line because it comes from Pixis' mouth. Oh, yeah, great line. Okay, and it's a great line, okay? So that's Chaz's QOD. If you like Chaz's QOD this time, let me know. Let Chaz know. Don't let Ronnie know. So tweet me. At Podcast Chronic. So, <laughs> Pixis says that he told his uh, troops this when the Battle of Trost happened. Which I don't remember. I guess we might have even have heard that, too. But I don't remember that far back. Heard what exactly? That quote. Like, he, oh, he okay. says he said that when Trost, you know, the Battle of Trost. But I don't remember it. But, um, then Pixis even makes a Titan Hungry joke. Did you catch that? Yeah, well, remind me, I did catch it at the time. What was it? So he kept talking, and then he's like, and if if everyone just, all the refugees just came here, he's like, that would probably leave a lot of Titans hungry who have <laughs> no one to eat. <laughs> so Pixis is on Funny with this guy. episode. I love it. And King Fritz responds with nothing. <laughs> with that right there. <laughs> just keeps staring off into space. So then the nobles talk it over. They laugh at Pixis. They're like, oh, yeah, this guy's on our side. He's totally on our side. We got this guy <laughs> right where we want him. And they announce that Erwin is to be sentenced to death. Dun, dun, dun. Doom. And that's when this guy's really come around to me, okay? Nile. Yes. From season one, episode 24, mm-hmm. when Annie was obviously fighting in the Stohaus district. Right. Niall was such a piece of shit. Holding Erwin at gunpoint. Which, you know, you could see some of that, why he would do that, but just what a douche. And he's really come around, and you can tell that he's questioning everything that these nobles are doing. Yep. Because he cannot believe it when they say that Erwin's sentenced to death. He's like, is this really what you want, Erwin? Are you shitting me? This was your plan? And then we see Erwin... Right when they say that, Erwin starts to stand up and he gives that evil smile of his, that mm-hmm. devil smile. Right. And that's when the doors burst open and we have a well, we have a, uh, a garrison regiment lady saying that Walrose is, has been breached and that the refugees are starting to flee here. 
into Walsina. And that's when just all hell breaks loose yep. inside. You know, the nobles are like, oh, 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 shit in their pants. And I got a little ahead of myself earlier. This is when King Fritz, he's still, you know, really cruising on that uh, on that heroin high. And he's still just looking off into space. Um, Pixis, on the other hand, he's not flinching. But it's not because he's on heroin. It's just because he's, you know, he's yeah. ready for this. And he starts well, calling out. Well, he's boozed up. So yeah. he's, well. Yeah. But is he not boozed the normal amount of booze that he? I mean, that's at true. this point, that's true. he's just on his constant level, right? It doesn't change. And that's when these dumb nobles say to block all the refugees from entering. Do not let a single one of them in. And then that's when Nile is like, well, that's after, like I said, Pixies was so on it that he just started commanding things right yeah sorry so yeah pixis immediately immediately says you know he starts commanding he's like let him in he's like we got to defend him off def- right. defend the titans off and then that's when the nobles are like no we're not letting a single refugee in here mm-hmm. and that's when nile the boy that's coming around he starts becoming really skeptical of these guys he's like are you shitting me they're not gonna let a single refugee in here <sighs> he's like i'm from walrose and these bastards aren't gonna let any of them in yep so, and which is exactly where we got to talk about this. It was such a good bamboozling that I didn't even pick it up the first time I was watching it, or if I did, I didn't remember it because this all goes back to uh, we might have been getting there. Well, here I'll take most of the blame on this because I went through an entire scenario while you kind of just sat over there and looked at me. So it turns out Irwin is not a joker. <laughs> He's not joker kidnapping psychological, mm-hmm. playing psychological games with Nile, but. He was getting a feel for exactly like the lay of the land, and he knew he was asking it just to figure out if Niles' family was inside Wall Rose because he knows Niles going to be up there when they sentence him to death, and he knows when people run in and say, and the shitty nobles are like, no, don't let people in, that that's going to play right into his hands because Niles' goddamn family lives yes. there. Yes, awesome. which is which is a great catch by you, Ronnie, because. Erwin is so, he's such a genius, and he's just so calm and collective, you right. don't really know what he means when he says stuff like that. And it's not even like that was, the plan was already on, but it was like he needed, it was a chance for him to get reassurance before the next day, and he had it, which is why he yep. just smiles, he's like, oh, this is gonna <laughs> kill, this is, <laughs> this is gonna slay tomorrow. He's and so, it did. Erwin is so awesome, dude. What a bamboozling. One of the greatest characters in any show I've watched. So, fuck you if you don't think so. Whoa. And please edit that out. I didn't mean to say that to our That's listeners. pretty harsh. So, the nobles just can't believe that, you know, the, the wall has been breached. Um, he's, but then they start whispering amongst themselves, and they're like, hey, listen, the, the vessel has been found, Aaron, and we just need to buy some time you know, before we can finally take that back. And so Niall decides to not um, close the gates. He he even says, he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not closing these. And so does Pixis and Zachary. Okay, oh, okay, hold on. Before we continue on, is it Zachary or Zachary? I think it's definitely Zachary. Okay. For some reason, I don't know if it's just their Japanese, I hear Zachary. Do you yeah, hear that? I, I think at one point when you say that, it's kind of one of those things where I've definitely maybe heard it a certain way, but 
I've also like stopped to uh, spell it. Here, fun fact about Ronnie: my middle name's Zachary. So I went to spell it, and I spelt it like my middle name. But then I saw later that it was actually spelled different. Oh, okay. So, Ronnie Zachary Coleman, right? Yes. Okay. And Chaz, uh, what you do? You don't know my middle name, do you? Uh, Chaz Bartholomew, and Bartholomew. Well, Barth, but uh, I mean that was close. Chaz Barth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Your grandfather was named Bartholomew. Yes. Back when he uh, fought in the for Stalingrad. No, 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 you're. I'm not. Can you tell your mom I'm not talking to her? We're just. (laughs) We're talking about. (laughs) I forgot her name is Barthy. Barthy. Can you believe that? What a stupid name. I know. It's almost like dumb idiot, dude. It was almost like you just came up with it just now. I know. I was just saying because it's her father. It's that's why she turned around, not Well yeah, Bartholomew and then it's Barthy, and then that's why my middle name is Barth. You know, it's just a it's like the bloodlines in this show. It just keeps Your child will just then be Bart (laughs) and then their child will be Bar. Just keeps going. <laughs> he just keeps shortening up. Before it's just no name at all. Oh, that's so stupid. Yeah, a few generations from now, I'm just there just won't be a name for my kids. So Pixis ends up saying that he was the mastermind behind all this, okay? Yep. He tells him when everyone's freaking out. He's like, actually, I'm the mastermind. It was just a ruse. It's a ruse, buddy. He's like, I had plans, and I was willing to abide by you nobles and the government if y'all chose to be on humanity's side but you obviously didn't do you believe that somewhat i somewhat believe it if if they would have been like well i feel like he knew they weren't going to be on humanity's side he okay let's play this out for you i do think so too and i feel like they were very confident so maybe we don't even need to have this conversation but just for lack thereof Let's say they say this, they go, oh, yeah, we're not thinking about something. They go, oh, yeah, we actually do need to bring all those people inside. Let's bring them inside. And then they go, okay, and once all those people are inside, then we're killing Erwin. Does Pixies just still just ride that out? I don't know, man. I, I feel like... I feel like almost he has to, and I also yeah. feel like Erwin isn't going to fight it because I feel like that's the type of guy Erwin is. I feel like he's going to be like... like we didn't win this one, but you know the kind of shit birds they are, so don't don't give up. You know, expose them for who they really are. But that's interesting. Possibly don't even need to have that conversation because obviously they were so locked in. They knew what kind of uh, yeah, slime Pix- balls these guys were. But uh, yeah, I feel like Pixis knew these guys were slime balls. But I mean, he said it just last episode. He knew the day would come when he was gonna have to point a gun at the king. Oh. And even though the king still hasn't said a word. <laughs> yep. We're, we're getting to him, right? You got some notes about him here in a second? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Then Pixis, after he says, he's like, if you would have chose humanity, you know, um, I would have been on your side, but you didn't. He's like, and this isn't a threat, by the way. This is a coup d'etat. Okay. Suck it. I don't know. They, <laughs> they say coup d'etat. Just in the show in general. Sometimes it happens yeah. with the other scouts like 12 times over this like next three episodes. It might even happen a couple episodes ago, but I was just like, I noticed it but didn't put it in my notes. But I think it's funny how much they're saying cooted. Yeah, they, I did notice that. After Pixis says it, they say it even more in this episode too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Armin says it like three times when he's doing his beat bop moments. 
So Erwin says, um, if the walls really did break, you would have broken Clause 6, or sorry, Charter 6. Charter 6. And he goes, and by the way, that's a fake king, too. I love how he just throws that in there at yeah. the end. He's like, oh, yeah, and by the way, that king's fake. That king's <laughs> fake. He just He's really a wizard that you guys have sitting up on that throne. And that's when the, one of the nobles just, you know, starts, sh- I think his noble number three, he starts shaking the king. And the king, like, wakes up and he's like, oh, is it time to eat? This guy's been asleep this whole <laughs> time? Are you kidding me? This guy can sleep with his eyes open. This guy's just been snoozing this entire time. First of all, definitely heroin. Oh, yeah, he's on Second it. of all, have you ever met one of these freaks? I've known one person my entire life who could sleep with their eyes open. Their name was Shane. Okay. And he just fell asleep in art class in fourth grade. And he was just had his head on his binder and was just staring. And the teacher kept calling him, teacher kept calling, and then walked over to him. And I was sitting like across, he was essentially staring at me to where the teacher thought I was involved. And then finally he like woke up and then the teacher, She took him to the hospital? She was, um, she was kind of mean, so I don't think she believed old Shane at some point, but. Did you comfort Shane after that? No, he was very weird. One time he was on my basketball team. Um, He was really terrible. We were in layup, or. It was the third quarter one time, and we were trying to. We were up a good amount. We were trying to get him a shot, and so uh, I passed it to him at half court instead of you know driving in and taking a, a normal two pointer. He flipped his back to the goal and slammed it against the back, back backboard backwards. Did you take him to the hospital? He after was that? um he was definitely a little uh, talked not. not uh, <sighs> What's the nicest way to say this? You know those people that definitely have something a little wrong with them, but yet they're like um, they're functioning enough to try and be one of the normal kids. Yeah, that was that was Shane. That was okay. That was well put. Thanks. Sorry, Shane, if you're listening to this. You know, don't want to don't want to get canceled before season four. So I think he graduated. So you know, good on him. <laughs> well, he, was he on the basketball team? He was not. <laughs> okay. He got into a couple fights in high school. Got pretty heavy. He's probably taller than you, though. He's. De- I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not criticizing for criticizing his weight. You know, firsthand, right. I know struggles about weight. Just you know, you seem interested in him, so I'm just breaking it down for you. Okay. Well, back to Irwin. He had red hair. I mean, the poor guy just had nothing going for him. <laughs> Shane, oh. buddy, if you're listening to this, Shane, shoot us an email. The podcast chronicles at gmail.com. So we get back to Irwin, and he's telling Niall that humanity has now gone down a new path much more dangerous than the one before. What do you think that means? I think it's, uh. I think it's dark. <laughs> Do you think the path is actually a lot more dangerous than what they've been going down? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, well, yes and no. Now it's just like stakes have been ramped, ramped up to 100 right here, right now, and it's going to stay like that until they figure out this Titan thing. Whereas before, they were just putting Band-Aids on it. Eventually mm-hmm. everything was going to blow up, but it was all just going to come to a crashing end in one big yep. showcase, whereas now, like, 
you know, the leaks are, the dam's busted at this point. Yeah, I think, I think we've even had Armin since, like, episode one talking about how eventually, like, yeah. it's going to come crashing down. Right. So we go back to the Levi squad, and they meet up with Hanji and Moblet. Okay. Yeah, once we get to this wagon talk, I'm really, you know, what are the odds that you actually took good notes here? Because we got some juicy stuff here. Ooh, probably not very good. I know. We'll see how you do. Okay. But we're not there yet. But anyways, Hanji and Moblet, um, it's nighttime. I don't, this kind of, conf- well, it didn't confuse me, but it was nighttime and they had hoods on. I'm pretty sure Levi was about to slice their throats open. If there's one thing I do, we've said it before, I'll say it again, I keep it real. Uh, you know, I'm editing these podcasts, recording these podcasts. I was very hard on Moblet a few episodes ago. Yeah. Um, just Thank when, you for coming out. Yeah, when, you know, people weren't, when no one knew his name and he just kind of seemed always pointless to the side. I love Moblet. All right. I just want to put that out there. I'm sorry I was hard on him. He's a great guy. I hope he wins Hanji's hand in marriage. And um, just real team Moblet. You know what I love about Moblet? He reminds me of myself a little because this guy, he's a veteran, first off. Friend zoned. Well, he's not friend zoned. Kind of weird. Are you, what are you, what else are you going to say? Well, I mean, I thought we were just naming stuff, similarities between you and him. You're the one that said, you know, I'm just, you're looking at me like okay. you're mad. I'm naming Listen, things I'm, about Moblet. You were the one that said, oh, me and Moblet were like the same person, so. Well, I was getting to the points, and then you just rudely interrupted I me. was adding the points for you. Okay, well, there's two points. Fine, I'll give you those two. No one Third. really knows his name. Okay, there's number three, four. Right. Are you done? Well, you name one. Okay, four. He's a quiet, calm veteran who just does his duty and does whatever Hanji needs. He doesn't ask questions. He's not trying to get in her pants. He's a well-respected man. <laughs> and he's he's her ride or die. He'll do whatever she needs. Yeah, that's... Uh, you're right. That does sound like you. <laughs> and he's a great guy. That's He yeah. reminds me of myself a lot. Same person. <laughs> And he probably does something really heroic later on. So, Flagel, okay, after that, after they give him the little low, okay, sorry, where, where am I even at right now? I talked about Moblet. Hanji and Moblet tell Levi and the squad that the coup d'etat was successful, and everyone cheers except for Levi, because he's Levi. Yeah. And then we go back to Flagel, one of our ride-or-die boys on this uh, podcast. Yeah, I see a lot of similarities between me and Flagel. I'm not even going to name any, but yes, you're <laughs> <laughs> See? I keep it real, unlike some people on this podcast. Okay, sorry. I, I'm way more like Levi than I am uh, oh, Moblet. So yeah, you're right. Can we get to the end of this episode? You're making me sick. So Flagel is talking to the newspaper reporters, and he's telling them to print the truth. He's saying King Fritz is a fraud. And he talks about his dad's death and what he really saw. And the newspaper guys actually do it. So unlike the journalists of nowadays, they actually print the truth. Crazy. Whoa. Huh? Jeez. And Hanji's hot, by the way. We get, we go back to Hanji and, gosh, she is so hot. Well, it's the glasses. No, it's not because I've seen her without the glasses on and she's still just as hot. <laughs> Okay, Moblet, it's the glasses. Okay, whatever. She's talking to Levi, and then Levi apologizes for the three people 
that she loaned him that he got killed. Poor Levi, man. I, I want to talk about Levi. He is... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's play a game here. I did it one time. Can you name the fiery redhead? What was her name? I was able to do it last week. Nifa or something. I think that's right. Yeah, Nifa. Good work. All right. Every few episodes, we got to call mm-hmm. back and see how long we can remember the name Nifa. She was she was in it for a while. Rip. Um, but Levi, poor, poor dude. You can tell he just holds back so many emotions. Like Just the fact that he mentioned that, you could tell it was really bothering him. Even though he slayed a lot of people out right after that, but still. Page turn. Whoa, page rip. That was... Well, wow. There goes those notes. Page rip. Jeez. Those notes are done. I that guess was, I'm going to have to go off the hizzy right now. That was a first. But then Haji talks about how she she thinks she knows where Aaron and Historia are. Ooh. Calling card. I wonder what this is going to be about. Underground chapel. Hmm. Maybe this is what Hanji was talking about. Maybe. A sacred location where royal family's power has been passed down for generations. The walls are composed of naturally luminescent um, somethings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is thought to have been from a titan using its powers. Yeah, two things here. First of all, anytime you come across a place that's covered by luminescent somethings yeah and this kind of leads into number two you know that that might be a good place for people to uh to be so it's a good take on Haji's part they might be they might be there okay it's anyone's guess and then we're back to Niall okay Mm -hmm. Niall tells the people that someone he's talking to like citizens now and some of the MPs and he's like, yeah, someone from the true royal family will take the fake king spot. He's like, don't worry about how this is going to happen. But the coup d'etat is successful. He's like, and we're not going to have like military rule or anything like that. We're going to have the true royal family take the spot. So I like how Niall, I, I'm beginning to like Niall a lot. He's a family man. Yeah. He's not a military ruler. He's not trying that bullshit. I love how this episode we're just sort of listing a lot of attributes of each character. Well, <laughs> hey man, it's this is a good time to do it. Then we got Erwin with Zachary, and he's on a wagon, okay? And he still looks like shit. But Erwin says that for humanity's sake, we probably should have just left it to the government. He's having second thoughts now Mm -hmm. he's kind of depressed it seems like right he's like they've kept humanity alive for so long until now he's like why don't we just leave it with them and he he asked too he's like zachary do you think we should have done that he's like should we have let aaron go or what and zachary said he's always hated those bastards and pigs whoa this is where i started like zachary too he's like i've waited for this day for so long um even if you wouldn't have done that erwin I would have eventually before I kicked the bucket. Are you sure? Where where have you been, man? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is where he comes and says where he's been, but not really. He says he couldn't have cared less about the coup d'etat or saving humanity. I just couldn't care correctly. I like him for that. Yeah. And he's like, I, I don't care if it was good or bad for humanity. He's like, I hate those pigs. He's like, just like me, Irwin... You prioritize yourself over humanity. Wow. I love it. Which brings us to where Zachary has been. 
prioritizing himself over humanity and not giving a shit. Well, that's not really a location. It's not a location, but that's where he's been, okay? And then that's when Erwin, he asks Erwin what he really even wants, and Erwin goes, I have a dream. What? Huh? Since he was a child. Okay, all right. (laughs) All right. I was going to say, wait a second. And I love Erwin's dream, but he doesn't talk about it. We, we go back to Levi Squad. So, this is where we're on the wagon, right? Is this the wagon talk you wanted to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I think this is the wagon talk that I wanted. You might need to help me out here because it looks like I wrote this with my left hand and my writing hand is actually my right. Um, so, Levi Squad's on the wagon with Hanji and Hanji says that a reported incident from five years ago, okay? So right. this is when the walls initially broke. This is that day. That day. That shook up the Rice family. So five years ago, an incident happened that completely shook up the Rice family. Um, Rod had five children, and apparently bandits had raided his chapel, and every one of them died, including his wife, except for Rod, who eventually somehow escaped. We don't know how he escaped, but... And then that, and that was just a few days before that Historia's mom, so his mistress, was killed by Kenny. Right, which we've so, seen. So we got a good timeline here now. We know that the chapel was raided right after the walls broke. Okay. So that we got that down. All of his family was killed. He <laughs> escaped. And then couple days later we had already seen the scene where he was there and witnessed his mistress die right and then that's when he told his storia to go live as krista yep and that's when she eventually joined the scouts and that whole training timeline happened so it was all super quick yep within a matter of days so and hanji mentions that too he's like rod sought after historia literally a few days after that and then he used his money to rebuild the chapel. So like it's kind of weird that he would even care enough to rebuild the chapel. It's like, what's going on there? And then, so did you have any other wagon talks? Because that's pretty much... No, I think you did good job, Chadley. Thank you. Good work about you. You'd have no faith in me, do you, Ronnie? Uh, you just always seem to teeter off near the end of these episodes. So just uh, was worried well, about you, but... I think... Uh, my girl Catherine would think different about that. It's just, uh, you know, it's just kind of interesting how it seems like every big episode lands on just my summary time, and you just thought that was by chance. Every big episode. You're yeah. saying this isn't a big episode? Uh, I'm just saying up until now, but you know, like oh, I got up until now. I got Warrior. Yeah, and I got. Oh yeah, you got the one with Sasha's backstory. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. There's no way I was letting you get a hold of that one. <laughs> I'm so glad you got that one, by the way. You deserve it. We had a lot of fun that episode. <laughs> I think it's our most downloaded episode up to this point. Okay. People couldn't wait for the Sasha episode. So, we're back to seeing Aaron now. And he is chained up in the luminescent underground chapel that we were talking about. And he even... he's starts thinking it's like when he's waking up it's almost like he himself did you catch this flash it was like a flashback slash i don't know what you want to call it just like a a memory a dream Mm -hmm. 
where a girl is brushing her hair in the mirror and it looks like Aaron. It does kind of look like Aaron. I was like, is Aaron picturing himself as a girl? <laughs> but we know weird. We know from the clips we saw before that it's Frida, which was one of Rod's daughters. And then that's when we go back to the wagon people and they're like, we got it. Hanji's like, we got to get to this chapel. Everyone, let's go. And Armin starts doing his beep, boop, beep, 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 bop, bop, bop. And he's thinking of, because, you know, they think Aaron's about to get eaten. He's like, I wonder who Aaron would have ate to get his powers. Mm -hmm. If that's how Titans really get their powers. And then that's when Historia walks up to Aaron and the episode ends. So... Good episode, obviously. I mean, that first half, the uh, the bamboozling, awesome. Mm -hmm. And then once we get out, that's just setting stuff up because I'm not afraid to say these next two episodes are bangers. Yeah, they are. Uh, Season three, part one. The beginning of it, dope with the action. Levi action, awesome. You know, a little confusing. You're kind of like, what's going on? The middle part, you get a lot of information, a lot of information, and I love it so far. I love part one a lot so far. The ending, I've already seen it. I'm not going to comment on that yet. But it's not my favorite. <laughs> the ending of season three? Well, okay. It goes in phases for me. The beginning, awesome. Three or three and four is like, oh, that's pretty good. These these ones right here, great backstory. I get My mind gets to churn in. I finally start understanding things couple episodes later, I'm like, ah, oh, this I don't know if I like this this much. The last two episodes, oh, this is pretty baller. Does that make oh, sense? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I go in waves with this with this part. Yeah, we haven't. Um, I'm learning some stuff about you for considering we watched a lot of this season three together. You didn't uh, express any of those emotions to me, so well, we didn't. It's it's, uh, it's great. That we get to do a podcast on it and really break it down. Well, Ronnie, we didn't actually watch part one together. No, but the part that you're saying you weren't so crazy about is the part we watched together, and I can't... Which one? Near the end of season three? No, no, no. I'm talking about part one is only uh, composed of 12 episodes. Oh, my God. I'm talking about part one in general. This fucking guy right here. We're ta- and by the way, we are going to split up our top five characters in part one and part two. Oh, my God. We're All not going to do for the whole season. So you're welcome, guys. I mean, Ronnie doesn't want to because he doesn't like you and he doesn't like no, talking to fans. No, I just really don't like how you're explaining, explaining these episodes you're talking about. Let's just get to the end of this one because... All right, well, we're done. Okay, I mean, buddy? You stayed done. strong till the end and just fell off a cliff by just talking about parts and beginnings and ends instead of using episode numbers as good reference for our podcast listeners. They were all so <sighs> confused. Right. I had this really hot uh, hot take about milk that I'm not even going to get to this episode. We're saving it for another episode. Let's do so, it. so come back for the milk take because I got re- to recoup. Um, that's not a coup d'etat. That's just a recoup. Okay. And we'll talk with you next time. Please, uh We love you guys. Yeah, send the feedback to the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. Shoot us that sub on YouTube. Don't shoot us the sub on YouTube. Subscribe on normal podcasting apps. And then another thing that we don't really ask for, uh leave us a uh a review on Apple Podcasts, you know? Yeah. Leave us some stars. But review us on the comment section on YouTube. But we always promise to keep this uh pimping 
uh, section is short, so we're done with that. We'll see you next episode. Peace. Love you guys. Peace. <laughs>